and welcome back to the Visible Entrepreneur Season 3. I hope you've been having a great time so far and it is not going to stop because I have a new batch of entrepreneurs to bring to you. I brought five of them in here. We're having a blast together. I think it's a really powerful interview and it's going to span probably, I don't know, eight episodes because I'm asking them really nitty gritty questions about visibility. What worked? What didn't work? What would you change? Uh, what publicity uh, is your favorite piece that you ever got? And how are you going? How did you get that opportunity? I just kind of dig and dig and dig, which you will notice. Uh, but this is a really exciting interview series that I think you'll enjoy. And we're going to be getting started right now. So I've brought in people that I love. We have Jill Stanton, we have Emily Hirsch, we have Ross Johnson, we have Jen Burson, and we have Michael Marcial. I'm so excited to dive in. So before I start asking the questions, I would love for you each to introduce yourself, talk a little bit about what you do so that while people are listening, they can be Facebook or Google stalking you. So Jill, why don't we start with you? Yeah, I'm Jill Stanton. I'm one half of Screw the 9 to 5, and we help transform unsatisfied employees into entrepreneurs. Awesome. Emily. I'm Emily Hirsch. I own Hirsch Marketing, and my team helps um, influencers and people with digital products grow their business using Facebook and Instagram ads. Yeah, she does. She does an amazing job. Ross. Hey guys, my name is Ross Johnson. I actually have two businesses. One is called Troll Media. That's an agency where we help people grow their Instagram accounts. And then under my personal brand, I have a product called Course Mastery, which is where I help people transition out of one-on-one coaching and done-for-you services, package up their expertise into an online course, and then scale that as a business. Awesome. Jen. I'm Jen Burson, and I also have two businesses that I'm working on. Um, I have an agency, PR, social media marketing agency, Generation PR, and we promote beauty, baby, and lifestyle brands. And I also have a a coaching business, Generation Academy, where I help teach entrepreneurs how to do PR and then how to run an agency, a profitable agency, providing PR services to their clients. Love it. And Michael. Yeah. So Michael Marcial, I run the five figure Workweek mastermind. Uh, it's a paid community on Facebook. We have about 3,500 members now. And, uh, my thing is I, I, I work specifically with coaches and speakers to help them attract more clients, better clients, uh, and get on a lot more stages. Fantastic. So definitely follow these people if you're not. These are the people that I admire and trust in this industry. And I thought it'd be really fun to ask them a bunch of visibility questions. So we're going to be doing this hot seat style. Whoever wants to jump in and question number one, what visibility strategy did you focus on when you first got started in the business and did it work? Who wants to go first? Ross. Yeah, I focused on social media. Um, actually, back then it was Facebook. And yeah, it worked really, really well. Um, mostly just posting authoritative content. It took me a little while to figure out what, what was going on with that. But when I first started in entrepreneurship, I was like $25,000 in debt. I was not living in a good environment. I was <laughs> it was a tough situation. But I was like, you know, social media is free easy to use. I can control my own media. I can control my own perception, my own brand. So that's kind of how I got started with that. And um, yeah, it worked out really great, actually. That's how I got my agency started. 
That's awesome. I feel like you're one of the few where it was like, yeah, it works straight out of the gate. Jill, how about you? <laughs> we used guest posting in the beginning. So this is like mm-hmm. 2012, 2013 when, you know, there was a lot of them. <laughs> and yeah. um, just crush Google rankings strictly through guest posting. And so we did a lot of that to get our first business off the ground, then adopted it inside Screw the 9 to 5 as well. And then transitioned guest posting into guest interviews on other podcasts. And that's how we started getting the word out there. How interesting. So one is like more, I mean, they're both technically organic, but one is more of a social media strategy and one is more of like a guesting, like PR strategy. So none of, I I didn't really focus on social media actually until we started our group. Um, The reason we did guest posting is because people might disagree with this, but I believe that bloggers take their SEO and their backlink profile way more seriously than podcasters do. And so I was looking for links um, so that we could start ranking on Google for some key terms to get our business out there in a free organic way as well. And so I prioritized guest posting for that reason. Um, didn't really focus on social media because I don't know, I was pretty terrible at it in the beginning. <laughs> um, and then moved into guest interviews on other people's podcasts because I was like, damn, it takes a long time to write guest posts. I'm going to do this instead. Absolutely. I love that strategy. Jen, what did you do? So when I first got started with my agency in 2005, it was like actually pre-social media, really dating myself, but I was a civil litigation attorney when I started my business. So I was doing a complete 180 and I really needed to establish the credibility as a PR professional or as somebody who could be successful providing PR services. So I did what I knew how to do best. I reached out to the media to help tell my story. And I realized that that career transition, like a total 180 from being a lawyer to running an agency, PR agency was interesting to people. So I really kind of locked in on that And I used that as a way to kind of tell my story. I got a lot of clients out of it. I was, you know, featured in the LA Times and found a couple new client leads from that. So it helped establish that I was actually credible in this new role and then gave me some, uh, you know, leads on new business. So visibility for me was PR back in the day before social media existed. Oh, I love it. Using that story, girl. Yeah. 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 Um, I use social media specifically actually Facebook groups because I was trying to find one-on-one clients when I started and it was just me. And that was super effective for me to just build relationships and respond to threads and give value. And that's how I got pretty much all my clients in the beginning and filled myself full before I started building my team. So that was super effective for me. Ooh, smart. Kind of like guest posting, but in other groups. I love it. Michael, last but not least. Um, you know, there's two answers because I feel like I had two different starts here. Um, one me. was way back in the day, way back in the day when YouTube was brand new. Um, I started putting out content uh, specifically on YouTube that would answer the question, how do I do this? And uh, that grew uh, a lot faster than I anticipated. We had, like, I, I just looked, please don't, you, you said Google stock, please do not look, don't look on YouTube for these old videos. They are Everybody horrendous. The code word, go look now. Um, But those videos have like two and a half million views or something like that and equated to a lot of money in sales. Um, But I built that through communities, which would otherwise be, you know, similar to Facebook groups now. 
um, just making sure that I, I understood exactly what the, uh, you know, the challenges were and putting out content that actually answered the question of how do you make it work? Um, but that same philosophy now, even five years ago, um, when I really kind of started on this journey of what I'm doing now with the five figure work week, uh, it was very similar, but it was almost the exact opposite. I was like, Oh my gosh, there's so many eyeballs here. So let me put out authoritative, authoritative content, kind of like what Ross had said, and let me play around in other people's Facebook groups. Um, and then what I would do is I would just make direct offers. I didn't know any, any better. I would literally say, okay, we could work together. Let me share with you how I can help you. And that generated a lot of business right off the bat. Brave, bold. Those are the words that sum up Michael in my mind. I love it. Well, thank you so much for digging in with us on what visibility strategy you worked on when you first got started and whether or not it worked. And it sounds like for the most part, all of you were very strategic and that it worked for you. So before we move on to the next question, I just want to know, did anyone try something that had an epic fail? I would love to hear about it. I know I did for sure. Well, let's hear yours. Let's see. I started big with an online summit. And even though I think that it was pretty successful for my first one, it grew my list by like 2000 people and I made like $4,000, which was great. But because of the timing and the workload and all that, there was a hurricane somewhere across the world that was hitting at the same time. So everyone was watching the news. And so no one showed up like live to watching the summit. So I felt like I was talking to no one. And when I was going live in my group, no one was there. So it was in a way like successful on the back end, but in terms of the live rollout, it was like a ghost town. And that was for me, for it being my first summit was really embarrassing because I was like, no way, no. <laughs> so that was probably my biggest epic fail. Anyone else have one? Michael does. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this is about four years ago, um, a kind of a year into what I'm doing now. And, uh, what I'd started was very specific and it was working. Um, that was kind of the problem because as we, uh, maybe we, some of us have felt this before. I didn't actually validate long-term that this concept would work. Um, and so it started to work up front. We, we brought on a bunch of clients and then immediately we had people uh, this is a first for me. A lot of people coming in asking to um, uh, to invest. And it was a first for me. I I'd never worked with investors, but I was like, are you kidding me? Like, uh, yes, I'm coming out of like the biggest financial and like energetic and emotional like slump of my life. Yes to your funds. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. And we took on um, a modest uh, $35,000 investment. And at the time I put in another 20K on top of that to push this thing forward. And I was just like, this is it. Like, this is a home run. And immediately realized that all of the ads, all of the webinars, all the platforms, Infusionsoft, all the things, all the funnels, all the design, all the branding, all the things that we had put all this money into uh, didn't work at all. Uh, and business, you know, was working, but it was that initial boom of people that just wanted to work with me. And then it wasn't sustainable after that. So in all, you know, in all honesty, it was a big flop uh, and that money was gone. It was, it was, it was bye-bye. So uh, yeah, I learned hard um, on how to validate and, and really strategy. Um, I really dove headfirst into strategy. 
And that's what can sometimes happen. We have that initial boost, but then things can really steeply decline. I'm sure that there's tons of people listening that have had that same struggle. So I appreciate you voicing that because you are showing success in the beginning, then it kind of had some tragedy and then it went back up. So if you're in that space right now, know that there is hope and to keep pushing forward. I mean, I had a launch, not even a launch, it's literally $0. So (laughs) I can so jive with everyone else who's experienced that. And so when you were saying like, oh, my first thing was a giant flop, I built my list by 2000, I made $4,000. I'm like, I would have killed for that in the beginning. I had like a list of 300 people from like high school and definitely old friends and didn't validate our program at all. It was about guest blogging because we had built our stuff with guest blogging. So we're like, surely everyone wants to know this. No, no one wanted to know it. And we sank $5,000 and three months of our time into building something that didn't sell. I ugly cried for a full day and I definitely day drank. And then we picked ourselves <laughs> up, did a left turn and started teaching what we knew. And from there, everything started to go. But I thought that that was like, clearly I'm not supposed to be doing this. Clearly this is a giant failure. We're going nowhere. This is humiliating. And then got over it and got back to it. And then here we are. Well, that's the beautiful thing is the (laughs) resiliency that this industry builds in your character. It's very similar to Hollywood, which is the background I come from, which is why I think failure, it sucks. And like, I'll have my day, but it's like, meh, just another day in paradise, you know, and moving forward. We've all had those epic fails. We've all had a launch that flops in some way or another. So I appreciate you voicing that, Jill. Thank you so much. So I hope this episode was interesting to you, having you learn from some major pros what visibility strategy they got started with, if it did or didn't work. And if you'll notice, I pried a little bit because everyone pretty much said that their strategy worked. And I'm like, I don't believe you. So it was nice to dig in a little deeper and hear what some of the pitfalls were, what some of the mistakes were made. Whatever strategy you're using right now, I highly recommend putting in something called a 90 day sprint. That's where you focus on a strategic visibility vehicle, whether it be a podcast, a blog, a live streaming uh, show, a summit, a YouTube channel, stick with it for 90 days. Be sure to analyze your progress and progress. Isn't always subscribers or follows or whatever. It can also be engagement and especially conversions. The entire purpose of a visibility vehicle, a term that I invented two years ago is to get people onto your email list to turn them into a customer. If you want to know more about this 90 day sprint strategy, I'd be thrilled to talk to you about it. You can tune into my free celebrity masterclass and you can find that at visibilityvixen.com forward slash celebrity. So in the meantime, let's dig into the next episode.